But if you feel like you have to do video because it's like the trendy thing that everyone's talking about, but the thought of doing video makes you feel like you're going to have a nightmare, don't do it. Like it's not going to work for you if it's not fun for you. So if giving shooting video gives you anxiety, do what you're good at because I'm sure I'm not good at what you're good at. You're listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Risser, Executive Vice President, Strategic Partnerships with Rate My Agent, a digital marketing platform designed to help great agents harness the power of verified reviews. For more information, head on over to ratemyagent.com. Listen in as I interview industry leaders and get their stories and journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 367 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. Today, we're going to venture over to Kansas City, Missouri in the Midwest. We're going to be talking to Rachel Kilmer. She's with Reese Nichols Real Estate. She is doing some amazing marketing and uh, she has one heck of a background. I'm not going to tell you what it is here. I want to surprise you as we get into the episode. So, (laughs) Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I can't tell you how excited I am. This is going to be great. You know, there's this, your your background is right up my alley. And I think that so many times when I go into a research for a podcast guest and I'm looking at, you know, what, how did they get started? What was their life like? You know, it's kind of like, oh, this is different, very different. Yours is awesome. So let's get started right there. So you live in, you live in Kansas city. I'm going to assume that you're a native Kansas Cityan. Is that how you say it? You nailed it. Yes. Yep. I'm from a town about 25 miles east of downtown. And we all claim Kansas City, though. If you're like within a 30, 40 minute drive of downtown, you just say you're from Kansas City. It keeps it simple. (laughs) Just real easy. Okay. And then what, what should we know that we don't know now? You know, it's not the barbecue thing. Everybody knows about that, right? Mm -hmm. The sports we'll talk about shortly, but what should we know about your hometown? Well, that's a fun thing that people don't realize. People say they're from Kansas City. Only We only have about 500,000 people that actually live in KCMO. And our metro as a whole has a population of over 2 million. So the vast majority of people that call Kansas City home are living in a suburb or a small community around the city. But the city still is the heartbeat of our community for sure. Yeah. How about the biggest misconception? I think it is the big boo-boo mistake that celebrities make or performers when they come and apparently they aren't coached up right and they get on stage and they go, what's up, Kansas? And then they get booed before they even start their show because they don't know which side of the state line they're on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that for a second. Like I, uh, for, for the geographically challenged that are listening in, you can help us with this because, okay, there's what I know. Tell me if I'm right. Kansas City is is not in Kansas. It's in Missouri, but it's right across a river. I can't, I don't know the name of the river. Missouri River? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. I just guessed. Okay, good. It's right across the Missouri River from Kansas. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, yet, I, and I, this, this blew me away. I was doing a little bit of digging, but you're actually closer, you're closer to the Jayhawks than you are to the Tigers. You're closer to KU than MU where you live. Is that right? It depends on which part of the metro you live in, but yes, yes. All of this dates back to the Civil War. The term Jayhawk was the Jayhawkers. So Missouri and Kansas absolutely hated each other during the Civil War. Kansas was a free state. Missouri couldn't make up their minds, and so they were playing both sides. So the sports rivalry there is so real, but it actually dates back to like real legitimate 
political rivalry and actually war back in the day. And right. now the state line, it's, some of it is along the river, but most of it's actually not. It's a road literally called state line road that separates right. Missouri and Kansas. And when it snows, one side will be plowed and the other won't be plowed yet because it, that side's owned by one state and the other side's owned by the other state. So it's really crazy. You can't really tell when you're in Missouri or Kansas, but yes, Kansas city, when you think of Kansas city, the actual city is in Missouri. So like things like the chiefs and the Royals, they're on the Missouri side, but we have tons of stuff on the Kansas side too, like sporting KC, the NASCAR track, that's all on the Kansas side. So to further confuse things, there also is a city called Kansas City, Kansas, that has a smaller population. I want to say they're about 50,000 and they have their own mayor, their own, their own separate municipality. And then there's a third city called North Kansas City that's in the Missouri side that again, separate municipality, separate mayor and everything. So yeah, it's, it's all wacky, but that's a big mistake people make when they come to visit. You have to know where you are and you have to know where, yeah. where, where your allegiance is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. And and there's still there's still a sense of rivalry with, it, I would imagine, well, maybe not. Because Royals-Cardinals doesn't really work because it's A-L-N-L. And they're, the, the Cardinals are more the Cubs, right? And all that stuff. I'm just curious. Let's just, we'll, we'll just jump in there real quick. The Royals, do the Royals have a, a rival? Well, we think it's the Cardinals. We we okay. have we have such bad like little brother syndrome with St. Louis. It is such a thing. Kansas Cityans okay. love to hate on St. Louis. They we they think they're so great and their thin crust pizza and their fried ravioli and it, the St. Louis Kansas City thing has been real forever. But think back to the World Series '85 with the play at first, and so we still that's that's when. Kauffman Stadium fills up the most is Cardinals games for sure. And some of it is people in red, obviously, but Royals fans turn out. We love to hate the Cardinals. We love to hate St. Louis, but we're well aware that like they really don't care about us because they got the Cubs over there. <laughs> okay. That's great. That's great. So I, I like to ask this question a lot of my guests because, you know, 15 year old Rachel, you're in high school. You're probably thinking a little bit about what you want to do. What, what were you thinking was going to be your career at that point in your life? Well, at that point, I really wanted to be a social worker. I okay. really wanted to work with children, and that's what I went to college for to start out with, actually. But my my major was cut for my university, so I kind of had to go back to the drawing board after my freshman year. And my roommates were like, you know what we're really sick of is listening to you talk about sports. This is not normal behavior, so please go do something with that. So they encouraged me to pursue that, and I was like, well, that's like being an actress or something. Like that's not a real job, you know? But the more I researched, I realized it was. And the Chiefs just so happened to have this contest that year where they were doing an online campaign for someone to be the sideline reporter for a day. So I took my like iPhone two or whatever iPhone was out at the time and went up to training camp and shot a video of talking about all the players, submitted it. And I was chosen to be one of five finalists. The other four finalists were actual journalism students with actual demo reels. But because I'm from a small community, it was down to a fan vote. And when you're from a small town, your people rally around you. So I ended up winning that and got to be the first time I was ever in front of a camera, a real camera was standing on Lambeau Field with Trent Green in the booth. And I'm 19 years old. <laughs> so Wow. How yes. cool is that? It was wild. So if you would have told little 15-year-old me that that would happen, I would have died of joy. I just didn't think it was a real possibility, but that's life has a funny way of working. The love of sports came from where? Was it family? My dad. 
My dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, when I was growing up, we had a small business, a sports shop. So we sold hats, jerseys, mm. all of that. So I'm like nine years old working the cash register. Like you want the Jared Allen Jersey? Do you want the three stitches or the two stitches? You know, like, <laughs> he also is a college football official still is. So I grew up watching film with him after his games. He, we'd sit in the living room, and watch his film together. And he'd show me like, Oh, that's what OPI versus DPI. And like all of that. So it, so he's, I, he's doing his homework. He's critiquing him, his team, basically himself oh, and his team. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they watch film. Yeah. They get graded. It's it's a bit. It's a whole thing. So I really had no choice to be a sports person. <laughs> wow, that's great. Okay, so that's that makes. So you go to Mizzou, which the good news is it's a great school for journalism, right? I mean, it's one maybe the best could be the best in the world. I hear people say, is that possible? Uh, I would say this. I would say this okay. as as a completely unbiased person with my degree from the University of Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, actually, my freshman year, I went to D2 school called Northwest Missouri State, which is one of the best football schools in D2. But after I won that things with that thing with the Chiefs, that's when I went to Mizzou to go to the journalism school. I was okay. not there very long, though. So I'm not like the most diehard Missouri fan in the world because I was only on campus for three months because I applied for a job in the second smallest TV market in the country in North Platte, Nebraska. Wow really just applied to like practice, putting together a demo reel, doing an interview and all that. And for some reason they hired me. I started there in May. I turned 20 two months prior in March. So like barely 20 years old and they hired me. So I packed up my little apartment and moved out to Western Nebraska to start my TV career and then finished my degree online through the University of Missouri. Wow. That's great. I I love that. So we got to talk a little sports here, right? So you got the Chiefs, the Royals, I guess, Tigers, Jayhawks. Those are the big key things that really probably keep Kansas City people just, you know, blood pumping. Am I missing anything on that list? Is there? Yeah, there's a huge K-State. We can't forget the Wildcats, like tons of KSU fans in Kansas City. Aren't they too far away? No, it's it's, it's really not that far. Uh, (laughs) So like, don't, you know, don't make that mistake in Kansas City. All right. And then we also are like a soccer headquarters right now too. We have Sporting KC has been around for a long time. They were the Wizards before that. But the Kansas City Current is building the first stadium dedicated to a women's professional soccer team in the world. And they are hot. They are a hot ticket right now. They're currently playing at Sporting Stadium and they're selling more tickets at Sporting Stadium than there are seats in their new stadium. So this stadium is going to be sold out every single game. And soccer is just having a moment in Kansas City. So definitely don't forget about our two soccer teams. I've got some, I've got some friends who are huge soccer fans. They'll they'll, they'll love to hear that. That's great. Let me, I want to talk a little bit about the, you know, your, your role in the sports world, you know, working as a journalist. First off is your favorite team. Is it the chiefs or is it something else? Easily the chiefs. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking that was a no brainer. You had to, you had to do some interviews of, of players over the years. I did. How about your easiest interview? Someone who was just a delight to talk to and you knew it was going to be fun. Hands down, Bill Self. Charming, easy to talk to. He'll roll with almost any question. Even if he's in a bad mood, he still has funny answers. Like I always enjoyed interviewing Coach Self. So, and then now that you're out of the business, the toughest, the one that you're like, this is always a battle. There are lots of players that like to be difficult, but the one that that I was like shaking in my boots literally before I asked a question of him was Greg Marshall. He could be so mean. And he, one of my coworkers, he just hated him. I don't know why, but every time he asked a question, he would just get this like sarcastic look on his face and you're like, oh no, oh no, oh no. So yeah, oh, Greg, I, I was not sad to leave Wichita to have to stop interviewing Greg Marshall sitting in those press conferences. 
<laughs> That's good. Good. I like that. And then one other question. I know this is really probably super inappropriate, but how the hell do the Chiefs not score a touchdown in Denver last Sunday? Yeah, you what? know, that's really inappropriate for you to bring up. I'm trying to put that behind <laughs> me. So, <laughs> I, too soon? Is that what we're saying? Too soon? Too soon. Too soon. I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Patrick was sick with the flu. I saw his wife post on Instagram. This is so Kansas City, but like Monday, she posted that the kids were sick. And I was like, oh no, like I hope Patrick doesn't get sick. And lo and behold, he gets sick. But I don't know. We talked about the offensive line earlier. They were terrible in that game. And it's not like the Broncos' mm-hmm. D line is something to write home about. So, the Chiefs are known for having this one like, lay an egg game in the middle of the season. So I'm hoping that was it. And then they can kind of put things together moving forward from here. Get get back on track, finish like 14 and three or whatever they always do seem to do lately. Exactly. All right, good. Well, we're really happy for you, uh, Rachel. We're really happy. I'm sure you are. I'm sure no one's bitter and jealous out there at all. (laughs) All right. Let's, let's, let's get, we got to get this to real estate, but that, you know, I could have, we could do a whole nother hour right there, but let's start with so you're you're moving along in the in the in the you know, sports journalism arena. Things are going good, but there's something, some driving force, some something pulled you into real estate. What's that story? So in the journalism world, you move around a lot. It's almost like military life. Every two or three years, your contracts up, you have to move again. I had finally gotten to Kansas City, and which is where I'm from, and wanted to. My goal all along was to get back to Kansas City. And then the TV station that I was at was a sports specific channel basically shut down. So I knew that I was going to be laid off. I just was a matter of not if, but when. And that whole time I had decided if I can't find another TV job in Kansas City, then I'm going to switch industries because I don't want to leave home again. So at that point, I ended up working an inside sales job at a local senior living community and realized that I love sales. What I didn't love was going and sitting in an office every day. (laughs) So I, in 2020, in March of 2020, when the world fell apart, I had my first child and I was like, I don't want to be driving and sitting in an office all day when I'm doing sales, which is primarily phone calls, emails, stuff that I can do from anywhere. So I decided to quit this job that I, I truly loved that job. Like if there was more flexibility, I probably wouldn't have left, but quit a really steady, stable, good, solid job that I could have worked forever to jump into real estate, knowing that there's an 80% chance of failure in my first five years with a newborn baby at home in the middle of a pandemic. So maybe not my smartest choice ever, but it's worked out so far. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I think it's, first of all, the fact that you knew all that, I think going in, right? You did some research, it sounds like, and you knew that it's really tough to get it rolling. But once you do, and once you've found your you're kind of the flow, I guess we'll use that phrase. It's popular. You're doing some great stuff. So let's, I want to, I want to ask about uh, in so like three short years, you, you, you started in 2020, it's 2023. So maybe three and a half years, you've really had some great success. What, what helps you get started? Was there a mentor? Was it who you started with as far as a company? Was it just your energy? What do you think? All of the above. I okay. definitely, my mentors, I joined a team of two ladies that have been selling real estate for a combined probably 60 years. And they really had never taken a new person on their team other than their own children when their own children decided to try real estate. And so they welcomed me in with open arms and just like opened up their brains and let me just dig in and take all of their knowledge from them. So that cut down my learning curve so much. And my brokerage is really great. They offer a ton of training. So I just like took every training class I could And then I also had a little boost uh, from social media. So that was huge for me getting started as well. Yeah. So you had followers already from, you know, from the 
sports side of things. And so it was really easy to kind of just tailor the content. Is that kind of what you did a little bit? A little bit. I did have some followers on Instagram and my Facebook business page. Like I have the old blue check mark from my sports reporter days. It's gone now because I've changed my name. But where I really found my home was TikTok. And I had been avoiding TikTok because I felt like I was too old for it. I'm 30 now. So I'm like late 20s. But it sounds crazy. But I thought that's just for teenagers, you know. But man, Kansas Cityans love to consume Kansas City content. So as soon as I started creating videos about Kansas City, I found my community right away. And those are the people that I work with day in and day out to this day. Are, Are you also finding people that have to relocate to Kansas City finding your stuff? Is that part of it? Yes. As well? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've watched a lot of your stuff. It's really good. I mean, and once again, I think, you know, it's it's that having that ability to just be carefree in front of a camera, right? Which yeah. most people just freeze up and turn into zombies, like that you can see they're reading something. And and I'd like I'd like to get a, your take on this. For every one of those great TikTok videos I see, how many takes did you take? I always like to ask that. Are you are you kind of a, a one-shot willy? You just get it? Or is it, eh, I'll just that over a couple more times before I'm happy? Well, if I'm like talking to the camera, it's usually just one take wow. for, for the most part, just because that's natural to me. You know, it's what I did for a living for six years. So that's yeah. easy for me. The ones that require a lot of takes are the ones that are like the TikTok trends that require like dance moves or transitions or like mouthing words. Those are like skills that I just don't naturally have. So those ones require more takes and are really embarrassing if someone catches me trying to make them. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens, right? Because you're out in the st- your stuff's out in the street everywhere, right? Or in a, in, a, in a business and all that great stuff. Yeah. So because you're, you know, you've moved to a different level in the world of real estate when it comes to video. It's fantastic stuff. Do you have advice for, I mean, agents must come to you or somebody says, I'm sure your brokerage, Reese Nichols probably says, hey, could you talk to the team about making videos? Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to my brokerage. I've spoken at a couple of other brokerages. I've spoken, had done some social media panels. I get asked a lot. So what I actually just did, breaking news, this just came out. I made an e-course just giving like all of my tips. It's like literally what I, I, there's a downloadable with like step-by-step what I do every single day on every single platform, how to create videos, all that good stuff. That's up on my website, rachelrealtorkc.com. But my biggest piece of advice is If you want to do video, do it, go learn, take the e-course, go to free classes, whatever you want to do. But if you feel like you have to do video because it's like the trendy thing that everyone's talking about, but the thought of doing video makes you feel like you're going to have a nightmare. Don't do it. Like it's not going to work for you if it's not fun for you. So if giving shooting video gives you anxiety, do what you're good at, because I'm sure I'm not good at what you're good at. You know, it's just like, people that force video because they feel like they have to, I feel like they're doing themselves a disservice by like trying to make it happen when it just is making them miserable. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's noticeable on the content that's created. Right. I think that's the biggest thing you see someone who just doesn't, it, it's a skill. I, 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 I imagine to an extent you can learn it. You could, you could get there. If you really decided I want, I want this to work, I'll get better. I'll get better. That could happen. But boy, if, yeah, if you're never going to embrace it, yeah. yeah, stay away. I just I think the return agree. the return on investment of your time, if it's not coming naturally to you, is going to be difficult. Yeah. And you, there's things that you are already good at. Like for me, I hate networking events. Like I hate going mingling through a room. It's just, I, I can do it, but it leaves me exhausted after. But there's some people that just thrive in those settings. So it's like, yeah. you do that to build your business. I'm not going to do it because it won't look natural or feel natural, but for you it does. And or whatever it is that you're good at that I'm not. So I think it's just really important that like, your business is a reflection of you as a person and, and focusing on marketing things that feel really natural to you. 
Yeah, that's great. We'll make sure we put the link to your website in the show notes, right? So people can get access to that e-course. That's great. I, yeah. I love the fact that you're sharing those tips because I think it's it's just, a, you know, it's been the year of video in real estate since like 2010. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Here we are in 2023 and people are still, it's just, it's definitely shifted, you know, long form to short form to all this great stuff. So a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Look, you, you, I have, I can't not ask this question after looking at some of the stuff you're doing online and you know what I'm coming to. It's, it's, it's Tavis, which I had not heard that one yet. I'd heard a bunch of other combos, but I guess Kansas city, it's, it's your thing. So, but (laughs) Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, you've spun up some great content around this. Can I assume you're a Swifty? Is there something in your background that says you are? Yes. Yes. Just yes. my age and all of my demographics. I'm like a classic Swifty. <laughs> you fit right in there. Exactly. Yeah. So, so first of all, this, is it really, this, is this thing huge in Kansas city? I'm sure there's some sports talk people going, this is stupid. I don't want to deal with this. A guy, my guys, my age that hate this. You know, but my guess is it's popular. It's so popular. And I am a weirdo that does listen to sports talk radio, like every single day. And I will give uh-huh. credit to our, you know, middle-aged white men that are hosting all of the sports talk radio shows in Kansas City. I haven't heard one of them be a curmudgeon about it. So I like applause really? to them because they're like, this is fun. It's putting our city on a worldwide stage. It's love. Everyone loves love. So it's in Kansas City, I've seen some people on Facebook be grumpy about it. But for the most part, I think people are really excited about it. We love Travis. And if you don't love Taylor Swift, then that's a you problem, not a Taylor problem, because she is just <laughs> amazing. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it tends to be a it tends to be a certain age range, yeah, and and gender uh, <laughs> that struggles struggles with all of that. So, I think that's great. What for, for you that creating that content then is just drop dead simple. That's a no brainer. Yeah, it's just organic for me. That's what I'm thinking about all day, yeah. every day. Like if my brain is like my child, real estate, and then. Taylor and Travis is the rest of it. Like <laughs> we actually had a pop-up party when Taylor's Eras tour came to Kansas City this summer. So this is before they were dating, before they had even met actually. And we, I say we, my team, we went to a local distillery that has a really great brand recognition in Kansas City and said, Hey, can we have a pop-up party here? And they were like, sure. Like, we'll give you that little corner in the back of the venue. And I was like, you guys, I don't think you understand how popular Taylor Swift is. Like, this is going to be a huge event. And they were like, okay, okay. And then the night of they were absolutely overwhelmed. We had literally thousands of people. There was a line around the door waiting to come in to celebrate Taylor Swift's eras tour coming to Kansas city. And this is before the Travis Kelsey mania began. So that was great for my business because I got to meet all of these Swifties who are like-minded with me. And I love working with people that we get along great. We have a shared sense of humor, a shared like kind of language almost. So we actually just closed, my team closed last week, a house that from someone that we met at the Taylor Swift event this summer. So it is huge and very natural for me to make content about. And then once Travis and Taylor, the rumors started swirling about them, I was like, of course, making content because I'm like, there's no way this is true. I was at the Chiefs game the day that she showed up and I swear I blacked out. Like I was like, I can't believe Taylor (laughs) Swift is wearing a Chiefs jacket and banging on the glass right now. Like she is one of us. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder, I'm sure her knowledge of the game is not quite up to par with you though. (laughs) She might need some help. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like she'll get there quickly though. She's a smart lady. So she's been a little busy changing the music industry to know everything about football, but we'll, we'll get her there. That's awesome. Uh, that that's really been a lot of fun to watch. So <laughs> it's great to get a that that Kansas City take on it. Let's let's talk. You know, you talked about your team. First of all, I want to I want to go back for a second to that pop up. 
I'm sure you collected a whole bunch of contact information. It all went in the CRM. And these are all people that you've identified as Swifty partners and you can target market them and all that great stuff, right? Absolutely. Yes. We've, we have a tag in our database that is Swifties, our Swifty email oh. list. We've emailed them like, you know, Taylor buys real estate. She's famous for that. Don't, you know, like, hot girls buy real estate was the headline of one of our emails. So we're having yeah. so much fun with it. It was, when I say we collected like almost 400 contacts, emails, phone numbers, and mailing addresses. So it was awesome and love like getting to market in a way that again, feels really natural and organic to me because this is what me and my friends are talking about on the daily anyways. That's so cool. That's great. What's what's next on the marketing horizon for you? What are you thinking about? What's, you know, you, you can't just stay static. You got to keep moving. Well, this past weekend was probably the biggest one of my career. I was so honored to be named the best real estate agent in Kansas City by the Pitch Magazine. It was a reader <laughs> vote. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank That's cool. You. Thank you so much. So in celebration of that, we put up a billboard in the crossroads, which is kind of this trendy neighborhood in Kansas City. And we're encouraging people to go out in front of the billboard, take a selfie in front of it and tag me in it. And then we've partnered with a local helicopter tour company. The winner, We're going to pick a re- winner of people that have tagged us in selfies and they get to go up in the helicopter and fly over the Christmas lights over the plaza because of all of this. So we're just blowing it out. We're having a lot of fun with it. We did just launched those e-courses as well. So we have a social media one. We have a marketing in real life one. And then two shorter ones that are working with sellers and working with buyers 101 for newbie agents to kind of jumpstart their careers. So we're going pedal to the metal. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that, there's so much going on there. And uh, this is, you know, in three years. That's yeah. You know, that's not normal. That's not like... You know that's unique. I do. And in fact, it's it's kind of hard to recruit agents to my team because I always want to set realistic expectations for them. Like, I'm not expecting you to be me in three years. Like, I was a product of like luck, timing, privilege, opportunity. I know that it's not like you can't duplicate me. You have to be the best version of yourself. But I'm very grateful to be where I am and like very self-aware that it's not like I've cracked some code that other people can't crack. I just have had great timing and circumstances work out for yeah. me. And you, you missed the fifth one was you work hard. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's a big piece of it, right? Don't, don't, yeah. don't discount that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, this, this has been great. Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you the same final question. I've asked 300 and nearly 70 guests, right? Just to get your response, especially for someone who's just come through this. What one piece of advice do you have for a new agent that's just getting started? I think it's join a team. I cannot mm-hmm. imagine starting as an individual agent with nothing and building a business like I have without my mentors and my team. I think building a, build, joining a team is the w- quickest way to, sh- like I said, shorten that learning curve and mm-hmm. a shortcut to having a full information, knowledge on hand. And I think joining a, in my opinion, I'm biased because I'm on a small team and one of the leaders of a small team now. I think a smaller team is the best because you want to be in a circumstance where you have one-on-one mentorship. You have someone you can pick up and call anytime about any question and that that is invested in your success. So I think joining a team is the best thing I've ever, I ever did for my career. And I would encourage every new agent to at least consider it. And even if you only do it for a year or two, just to get started, it's really, really critical in getting a, off to success at a faster rate. Let me ask you one quick question about that. You're okay then if somebody joins your team and like two years down the road, they've had good success and they've really done well with you and they come to you and they go, Rachel, it's, I think it's time for me to move on. I want to do my own thing with the team. You're good with that, right? I'm okay with that. I don't think they're going to because I think they're going to see wow. that working with a team is 
amazing in so many ways, just like the camaraderie and the marketing that we provide. We have an operations manager that does paperwork for them, does the marketing for them. So if they want to go, I'm like, have at it. If you think you can go duplicate all of this, then I will literally be cheering you on because it has been blood, sweat, and tears for me for three years to pull this off. And then decades for my team leads before I came along. So I'm okay with it. If, If they can do it, great. But I think the odds of then being able to duplicate that are pretty low because like I said, I've just had a lot of like things break my way that have nothing to do with like skills or anything that have worked out. And so hopefully our team members benefit from that and their businesses thrive with us and they want to stay with us forever. But if not, I will cheer them on. Awesome. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Social media, probably. I'm all okay. over the internet. Rach the Realtor KC, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. My website is www.rachtherealtorkc.com. Hit me up. Love to chat with anyone. Send referrals to Kansas City and I'll send them back your way. <laughs> this has been amazing. I love your energy. I love what you're doing. It's just, it's going to be really fun to watch what you're doing and growing. I can't imagine what's going to, what your team's going to look like in 10 years. It's going to be fantastic. So continued success. Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a blast. Really appreciate you having me and thanks for the time. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash RE Sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to The Real Estate Sessions podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. (laughs) 